You are listening to the 2017 summer edition of Transform. Afternoon, good morning, or good night, wherever you are, fellow Reds. This is Eric from uh, Foresight, F O A R Site.com, uh, Fields of Enfield Road. It's a website all about our favourite club, Liverpool FC. Um, and this is the Trends 4 show. This is uh, number three in a series of four. Well, simply because um, we started this two weeks ago, uh, it's, it was four weeks until the opening of the window so we've decided to do four shows before the window opens and we'll talk uh, about a line so we did the goalkeeper um safe hands was the show uh, was the name of the show in in the first one um keeping it tight was the one about the defense um you can you can all find these wherever you look uh, look this up whether you're on the, uh, the website or whether you are on one of the apps on your, on your phone and uh, today we are going to talk about the midfielders um, and the midfield in general. Um, it's called this one, uh, Keep the Motor Humming, because, well, that's what you do in a midfield, don't you? Um, with me are today is a very select um, and a very, very good group. Um, we have the reasonably okay Christian with us. Yes, hello. <laughs> Uh, we got the always loud and always talking uh, uh, Keith, and now he keeps silent. Oh, he <laughs> just knew he was going to do that. No, no, I, you, you, you were breaking up. I didn't, I didn't know you said you were introducing at that stage. Oh, so right. I, I presume, I presume it was me because I kept quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was absolutely. <laughs> so, um, welcome to the show, Keith. Um, then we have Vez. How are you, mate? How are you, mate? Yeah, very well, thank you. Bit of an echo there, Keith. Watch your, watch your mic. Um, and uh, uh, last but certainly not least, we got Mr. Patel. Jason, how are you? Hi, Eric. I'm good, thanks. And you? Well, this is uh, and well, exactly. I'm Eric, so we're going to uh, get straight into this. This is Transfer. We will keep you entertained during the summer, where we will talk about all transfer rumours, um, the good ones, the shite ones, the absolute dire ones. And the ones why I love silly season so much because well you always have to be a front runner to sign someone apparently I love those. Um, what are we going to talk? We will do about 50 minutes about the transfers that are going on or basically not going on. Um, then we will talk about how the midfield worked this year. We've seen a couple of different ways how we've set it up, um, and then we will dive into the players and. In the end, we will talk a bit about the um, uh, the two major uh, um, signings, or, or at least the, the, the favourite players that, uh, that the club wants, um, Kaita and uh, a lad called Malinkovic Savic, whatever uh, that is. But uh, Fez is most likely the one who will talk a bit about him. So they will obviously be neighbours in, in some way. Um, so there we have it. Um, I'm going to start the a little bit more than an hour. I will start it right now. So, um, first of all, um, we all are on a positive uh, spend already because we've sold wisdom. We haven't bought anyone. So, um, happy with the sale? 
Let's go with uh, Keith. Oh, I can just hear the hysteria. We've got a positive net. We've got a net spend already, and we haven't bought anybody. You can just hear all the hysterical screams from all the other sites, can't you? <laughs> We've sold wisdom. They're not going to buy anything. Look, he was never going to make it at Liverpool. Uh, good, solid professional. Uh, I think it's a great deal for him, and I think it's a great deal for for the club, and I think it's the right move. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty pleased with it. Do you hope there's a, a buyback? No. I don't think he's the quality in terms of what we need to actually be challenging regularly in terms of the CL and the Prem year on year, uh, year in, year out. So, no. Uh, honest professional, puts his heart on the sleeves, gets stuck in. I just don't think he's the right quality for us to take us any further. Uh, potentially, obviously, he could turn into a, a Michael Keane, a couple of years in, in championship yeah. and, and a few years in Premier League, and who, who knows how he develops. Because he's obviously been great and um, been uh, <coughs> international at every at every stage. So I, I always mm. had high hopes. I, I liked it the way I think it was uh, Rodgers' first season that he played quite a bit. Always liked. Him. I've always found him. I've always found him a bit wooden. I've always found him a bit stiff. I don't, I don't, I don't see the fluidity in his play. Yes, yeah, strong. Yes, big. Get stuck in. I just didn't feel the Alan Hansen want of centre back. You know, no, uh, or, or even you, you understand where I'm coming from. So, so, so I don't see him as a ball playing centre back uh, in the mould that we need. So, yeah, Matip, great. If we get Van Dijk, great. That type of, of the, uh, with Lovren, we've got the bruiser there. Uh, but he could also play a bit. But uh, I think Wisdom will, will go on and have a great career, but I don't think he's going to end up at a top club. That's my personal opinion anyway. Yeah, maybe a new show across, and that is absolutely fine, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Well, all the best to the lad. Um, moving on. Um, Jason, do you want to have a go at Salah deal? Reportedly, that we are very, very close. Sorry, which uh, Salah or Hamad Salah? Oh, yes, yes. Um, yeah, so, um, sorry, I don't know how I uh, I got caught by surprise on that one. Um, yes, obviously, it sounds now like this signing is very close. Uh, there were rumors going around that um, we could even sign him uh, today, I think, after the um. Uh, he played his international game. Um, still not heard anything yet, but uh, I think he will be a good signing because um, he has scored lots of goals and assist, uh, got lot, plenty of assists last season in Italy. Uh, he's got he, he's very very quick, and I'm sure he will be absolutely desperate to prove Chelsea wrong. So um, let's hope he uh, can come in and. Um, yeah, take part in a, in another thrashing of uh, Chelsea at some point next season. Yeah, no, that would be nice. And one over Mourinho as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, yes, yeah, so you could say that, couldn't you? He's got cause to um, do some damage against Man United. So, um, yeah, if, if we play, if he stays on the left as... Um, uh, or, or he plays on the right, I think, actually, at the moment. He's left-footed. So it, it sounds like we've got options to play him either side. So he can either step in for Mane or, or potentially 
um, take Coutinho's position on the left-hand side and let Coutinho drop into the midfield. So I, I think he would be an excellent option. And uh, the, the sort of money, 35, 40 million, sounds like it will be a good value for him, I think. Yeah, it's, it's Mane money for a Mane type of player. And if he brings even what Mane did last year, or basically even if he delivers what Mane delivered for Southampton the year before we bought him, um, I'm, I'll be very, very happy with that. Anyone else excited about Salah? Or do you think... Oh, excited? Nah, he's a good, very good signing. I think he's going to be an excellent signing with the pace, uh, uh, the, the technical ability, uh, and complementing Mane. I think he's going to be a really good signing. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully next week in our last show we will talk a lot about him because, well, we'll go into the attack and that's obviously where he will play. So let's hope we sign him before next week. I will send Michael Edwards uh, a note. Yeah, I'm just watching. Be, it would be nice planning-wise if he signs him before, before next week. Just watching some some videos of him here, some some video scenes, and it's uh, really interesting to see. It's a very good player with a lot of coolness in front of the goal. So I think he won't waste too many opportunities. Um, but would be a fantastic signing. I agree on that. Yeah. No. Yeah, okay. Fast. Has, it, has anybody noticed the the resemblance to a mini toilet brush? What? Yeah. Dan, you, you you know Fellini's called the toilet brush with his hairstyle and the, the yeah, he, beard and everything. He, he, but sort I of Sal is like a is like a mini me. It's like a mini me there, isn't he? Yeah, he, he, he may be. Um, okay, um, Vest, you want to weigh in on the on the Salah deal? Yeah, I hope yeah, I he hope. hasn't he hasn't heard what Keith just said because he might just give up on Vesper. You know. <laughs> I mean, it's no big deal to get compared to a toilet brush, but to be compared to to Fellini, I don't know. <laughs> I think that that's pr pretty insulting for for anybody, anybody decent. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of you. I think he's he's a fantastic player. He's exactly what we need on that left side in attack. If uh, Klopp uh, is really intent on, on putting Coutinho back into the, the midfield role. So, yeah, yeah, sure. I think we need to pay anything they want, if, especially if that is just a few million off what we're offering. All right. All right, thanks. Um, now let's move a bit to the south coast. Um, there's a little place called Southampton, and we are regular shoppers there. We recently uh, <laughs> fucked one up. Um but there's a bit of a rumor that we are going to um, to hit the release clause of 13 million from Tadic, formerly of FC20, and uh, FC Groningen in, in the Eredivisie. Um, would anyone have him? Well, I think we need to look at it, you know, realistically. He's not the player that that's going to make a significant difference. For us, he's not the player that, that that is going to take us to that next level from from being top four contenders to title challengers or or the one that will help us have a serious run in the Champions League. I think we need to aim higher than that. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of of Tadic being we, we him being Serbian, so I followed 
I follow our national team closely, and he is a, a decent player, and that's it. Yeah. A bit, a, a bit above average, and that's it. So I think we need to go a bit higher than that if we are going to do something serious next season. I mean, he would be a fantastic backup option, but I'm, I'm, sh- I'm not sure he'd accept a role like that. For 13 million, I think he's worth the money. But the question is, would he accept a backup role? And and he'd be a very backup role, don't you think? I mean, if we sign a Salah, you expect us to sign someone else? Some crazy rumors about Mbappe or the lad from Sporting. Um, you think that he would just be like our fifth winger? You don't think this is just a nuisance story, just a, a little bit of a dig at Southampton, just to piss them off again? Uh, <laughs> uh, that, that's what it feels like to me. It's like uh-huh. somebody says, "What? How can we piss Southampton off for the Van Dyke deal?" Yeah, uh, let got a clause there. Let's let let's put the rumor out that we're going to sign Tadic. We've got no interest in him. I can't see it happening. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope we hi- we sort of aim a little bit higher. To, to, be fair, to be fair, Tadic was one of Southampton's best players, so uh, 13 million is probably quite cheap to uh, really, really piss off Southampton and get revenge for what they did with uh, Van Dijk. That's not dead, and I don't think we should piss off Southampton with Tadic if we're still going to go after Van Dijk. Yep. So we should do it after. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. On, the, on the last day of the window, you go in. Oh, hiya, it's, it's us again. Thank you, Wolf and Dyke. He looks boss. We're very, very happy with him. By the way, here's 13 million. We want Tadic. But, but, but you can't. Do and just that. to piss you off even further, he's going to be playing in the reserves. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah, put them on the we don't need him. To... We just can buy him. So we make them publicly apologize. Otherwise, <laughs> we trigger the release clause of Tadic. <laughs> Yeah, and we will do that on the last day of the window. <laughs> and then they buy a replacement, and then you don't do it. <laughs> well, all right. The, the Van Dijk, you still think it's on, Keith? Uh, Van Dijk, yes, I do. I think it's far from dead. I think it's going to primarily be driven from, from Dyke's side. There will be feeders going to Van Dijk saying... We still, like, we still want you to come. Are you going to push from your side? Uh, and I can still see us getting it done. Uh, the price is right. They don't want a pissed-off player playing for Southampton next year. If he's got his heart set on playing for Klopp at Liverpool and wants to come and uh, you stop him, uh, the, 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 the dressing room is too important to have somebody in there that doesn't want to be there. Take the, they'll take the money and they'll run and they'll go buy somebody else. Uh, so I still don't think the saga is over, but I think it's got to come from Van Dijk at this stage, reiterating that he wants to come, he's determined to come, and then I think it'll happen. So he has to reignite the, the, the talks? Right. Well, not necessarily reignite. He'd pick up the phone to Klopp and say, hey, you've apologized, come get me now. Yeah, we've all done our bit. Now, chuck in the money and, and we're good to go. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it helps that City said, um, we'll only come back we'll in only... If, if, if the money um, or if, if the asking price drops because 
we won't go higher than 50 million. That really yeah. helps. And listen, 50 million is not bad. I, I, if Liverpool is serious, throw in an extra 10, say 60 million and get him. Yeah. Because Southampton I, I, are going to know they're not going to get any more than that because nobody, no Chelsea, United, none of them will come back in for Van Dijk when he's already said he wants to go to Liverpool. It's, it's a hard sell for them now. And that's why they're so pissed off. That is why. Because, because I think that was the trigger. He's, yeah. he's, he's very unsellable. And, you know, players will be tapped up. That is a constant thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But they're very pissed off. It's It's been so out in the open. Uh, of course, they hoped for the bidding war. You know, City and, 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 and Chelsea and, and Liverpool go and hats their heads. Um, you know, chucking in bid after bid. So they'd sell him for 90 just because somebody didn't want to, to, to give in. Um, but he, he's very unsellable to a different club now. It's it's very difficult for him to go to Chelsea and say, oh, I've always wanted to, to play for Chelsea. I had the, the Chelsea pyjamas. It's very difficult now. So <laughs> that is uh, difficult. There's one more name recently mentioned again, and he scored for England the other day. It's Oxley Chamberlain, and who better uh. to um, to assess an Englishman by using a German? Chris. Um, what I have seen of him is inconsistency. Yeah, it's all inconsistent. <clears throat> so, I mean, but this this is England. This England match, uh, I think, it was yesterday against France. I haven't seen it. I just read the ticker, and I mean, he con- he continued losing the ball and and doing silly things. And I mean, he, um, some some things are uh, very good sometimes, but he doesn't deliver uh, con- consistently, and that's exactly what we need. And he is exactly not what we need. And by the way, he's he's uh, quite injury prone, um, which adds to his huge benefits. He could yeah deliver for him for us and um, <laughs> forget him, yeah draw a line underneath and yeah move on. I mean we we, we are will obviously willing to spend a huge amount of money on a few high quality ad- additions. Why now pulling or going back in time and do the same mistakes again that were done in the past? It's a bullshit rumor. It's it's actually that somebody asked Klopp about Oxley Chamberlain, yeah, and he said he's a good player. He's a good player. That's all he said. So the journalists have been reacting, and I'm sure it's Oxley Chamberlain's bloody agent trying to get a better deal out of uh, out of Arsenal. Wasn't it exactly that that guy Oxley Chamberlain where where uh, Klopp won? and this was an exception to the rule because he, he always insists on not commenting on any, any sort of uh, speculation on that, on, on transfers, until it's done. Um, wasn't it that exception where yeah. he said, well, I can tell you that is bullshit? Yeah, he did. He came out and said, we have no interest in Oxley Chamberlain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so why? We also, it's, it's, well, we also said that about, we, we said that about Balotelli. And three weeks later, he was a Liverpool player. <laughs> yeah, but th- this is this is Klopp we're talking about, not Rogers. Trojan horse. <laughs> no, there's, there's still Michael Edwards. The scouts are the same. You really think somebody's going to buy anybody that Klopp doesn't want? We're not talking about a fresh no, wet, I'm talking uh, about a manager the appro- wet behind the ears. No, I'm, I'm no. talking about the approach of the club. I, 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 I really cannot see it. Uh, I will apologize humbly, but I think it's a bullshit story. 
and I don't can't see it happening for one minute. Right. In, in fairness, I would like him. Uh, I think um, the amount of games that he played already at the age of 23, the, the prizes that he's won, um, his experience at, at every level now, because loads of Champions League, international games, he's, he's been on a tournament. Um, for a 23-year-old to, to do that much, and I, I know people go on about his numbers and he doesn't score enough. Uh, he's a, he's a six-goal lad a season. Um, Where would you play him? Well, that that's maybe the Left best back. thing. He can play very well in um, in any of the roles in midfield. Maybe not the number six, but he can certainly whose play. Place, who, whose place will he take? We're going to play 50 to 60 games. No, I Nobody's understand that. Nobody's going to play all the time. I think he can play the Wijnaldum role. He can play the Lalana role. He can play the Mane role. And he can play the Coutinho role. So that is one player that you you safely can put in four positions. And he'll do a, a good, do a very good job for you. And that's I, I 40 million. I think he makes too many mistakes. And he's he's not a player who can play well over ninety minutes. He, he's the type of player you see him, and he'll he, he's a great impact player. I could only ever see him being a squad player because, um, he, you know, he can play well in fifteen minutes spurts, but then he switches off. He he doesn't seem to be able to do it over ninety minutes, in my opinion. Oh, he is only twenty three. Unless we want him to take the Daniel Sturridge role on the treatment table, we why would we want to get another? Injury-prone midfielder. Yeah, I, I looked it up. Um, this season, he seemed to have turned the corner. He's just been out for one, one small injury, which which happens to to almost every player. Okay, maybe not Luis Suarez because he's made of rubber, but um, he's bulletproof. Yeah, uh, he really is. But no, overall, um, just one, and he, he's coming of age. He, he's just twenty-three. I mean, we. We've known him now for six seasons. So you think, oh, he, so you think he must be somewhere around 26, 27. He's only 23. He's coming into his peak years now. So. Not sure on the 40 million that, that's reported really, but um, because what well, last year of his contract should be on, on, on 40 million. So. Okay, um, that is for the current rumours. Um, moving on. I'd like to have you all a, a very good chat about the midfield. Um, this season, we've played a three-man midfield with a six most of the time. Uh, near the end of the season, we played two men with a number 10 at times. We've played the three-man flat with uh, Lucas and, and Chan and Wijnaldum all at the same level, rotating who, who drops a bit and who, who goes a bit deeper. Um, and obviously, the diamond. So... Um, Take it away, guys. You got 10, 15 minutes to, to talk how you would like to see us play and which you like more than whatever. And we will kick off with uh, Vaz. I, I think it all depends on on the personnel we end up with when the season starts. Uh, it depends on the opponent given in a particular game. It depends on, on a lot of factors. Uh, personally, I like what I saw last season with, with the three-man midfield with one playing that number six role and two number eights. And I think it worked beautiful with, with one, you know, workhorse and, and two a bit more creative players playing box-to-box. -box. 
So, but what, it's it's very hard to to predict what what will happen. I mean, nobody saw us playing like this last summer. We were all expecting Klopp to to revert to his supposedly favorite four two three one formation from previous seasons and also from Dortmund. But uh, yeah, he switched to, to this four three three to accommodate Lalana, and it worked beautifully. So what what he will think up next it's anybody's guess and uh, like i said it, it all depends i mean uh, we were struggling to to break down those deep deep sitting defenses throughout the season and later on we we played in that diamond that and it worked, worked beautifully so who knows I can't say I have a, a particular preference to, to, to say I like this or I, I like this or I like that the most. I think we need to, you know, work out where and when to use which midfield shape and to to adjust the personnel accordingly. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. I expect somebody to to jump in uh, free format. Go, take it away, Chris. Yeah, um, I would like to see some more um, ed- more engine stuff, some some uh, self-driven um, acceleration. Um, Henderson, as long as he was wasn't injured, I mean that was more or less very good. Uh, Ronaldo finding his role in midfield uh, step by step. It took took a while, and it's still not I think still not finished his development there. And um, yeah, Chan it didn't work well alongside, alongside um, Henderson. But instead of Henderson, sometimes he had a good day. But uh, sometimes, on the other hand, you think well, he doesn't really know what to do there. And um, so I'm I would be very happy with uh, with Keita coming in because what I what I have seen of him, and um, that was is very very good. With the with a different style of movement, like all the African footballers have, like Mane also. Yeah, he moves differently. He brings some, um, yeah, uh, unpredictability. Is it correct? In there, well, we understand what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he moves differently from from typical European guys and and what we typically see also in the Premier League. So um, all these these factors coming together with something fresh, something. Difficult to 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 calculate, yeah. Different movements, different passing, but very very much driving forward, pushing forward. That is something that I have missed so far. And with a guy like Keita or somebody similar, um, I can un- really understand that um, Klopp is really after that guy because we need a bit more power from there. Can I just step in for one second? Yeah, go, go ahead. It's three four metro. Really. About. Uh... About what you said uh, about Emre not working working out perfectly from the start and slowly, gradually falling into that form, that, that shape that we needed him to be in. Uh, I think it's the fact that he had been used to, he, he was used to, to carrying the ball for, for longer runs, you know, to, to take it and to go forward with it at his feet, under his control. And that's something that uh, Klopp was looking to discourage from this particular midfield in this season. And if you look at uh, the way Henderson was playing 
when the ball comes to him, he he plays it on with his, with the first touch or 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 the second. He never took the ball forward. Um, even Lalana, who who was also often guilty in the previous seasons of holding the ball for too long, learned how to to get shot of it very quickly, and we needed we, we needed that to to be as fluid in midfield as we were for the for the, the biggest part of the season, especially in that the, during that that really successful period in the first half of the season. So it took Chan a while to get used to that. that when you get the ball, you pass it on. You don't take it for, for 20, 30 yards forward. Unless unless the opponent gives you that space. Yeah, I was not it was not entirely fair what I said. I I I'm aware of that. <clears throat> the issue is what I see from yeah, because Chan had, had was struggling with an with an injury for a very very long time and sometimes played despite of that. Yeah. But um what I see from the midfield in general, that was there was not enough drive forward, especially against deep sitting teams. You have to work more. It's not entirely the midfield's fault, because when, when the attackers don't move, where to pass the ball. So everything, yeah, depends on each other, but it was sometimes too slow, too clueless, what I saw from midfield. So I would like to have one engine in there, um, in addition to, to Henderson and Chan. And um, yeah, hopefully we get that person. My, t- my take on the midfield is, is this. I think Klopp was very, very rigid this year in, in his 4-3-3 and didn't want to change formation. He, uh, he didn't even want to change personnel. He stuck to the 90th minute before he even actually made substitutions. I think we're going to see a lot more flexibility and hopefully we're going to see much more flexibility in terms of formations from Klopp. I 100% think he's going to stick to the 4-3-3 against our direct rivals because let's face it, we wiped them off the page. So I cannot see him reverting away. But how he changed it towards the end and it actually everybody was screaming for him to change it. All of a sudden, he did play the diamond, and we started to get success against the teams that started to sit deep. So I can see him looking at ways to break down these deep-sitting uh, teams. We also have to uh, don't have to uh, we have to remind ourselves that we had a lot of injuries in the midfield: Henderson, Chan, Gruich. Mm-hmm. So his options were very, very limited in terms of personnel. With bringing a, a one or two more players in, with the others becoming uh, uh, injury-free, another season under the belt like Gritch and everything like that, Henderson coming back, it'll give him that uh, confidence to be a little bit more flexible within the formation. So I think we'll see a little bit of a different change in tactics from Klopp going forward with that midfield. Yeah, what you're definitely going to see, to see is much more pace. When you see... Um, what what uh, kind of players um, for midfield and attack is uh, um, Klopp is after, and you see what he's uh, desperately missing. Do we know really who he's after, though? I mean, no. apart from all the rumours, yeah, uh, everybody would, everybody in the world wants Cater at this stage, uh, and and I'm sure Klopp is a massive admirer, but they they've stated categorically that not selling him, so. Is he a smokescreen? Are we looking at somebody else? Until we actually, the window is closed, we're not going to know who he's going to bring in. Let's face it, we never expected Mane last year, and all of a sudden he arrived. I'm sure he's got a lot of surprises coming if he can't get a cater. 
uh, and they won't sell him. I'm sure he has to have one or two backup options that, yeah, we're going to get this person in as well. All right, Jason? Um, I think there was a great um, balance and understanding between Henderson, um, Wijnaldum and Lalana at the beginning of the season. Um, and that's one of the key things that made the um, the four three three work. I, I think what what went wrong for me was when Henderson got injured, um, and that that it took quite a long time for the midfield to find its balance again. And I don't think that's not really ideal. We we, we need the players to be able to um, be more interchangeable. So uh, ideally. Chan should be able to step in for Henderson um, and uh, well we don't really have too much else Gurich I guess at the moment could uh, could, could step into one of the number eights and we've we've seen um, Coutinho um, do that towards the end of the season so we, we, we need if we get an injury that can't stop us we need the we need the players to know what they need to do in their position if Klopp is going to stick with that 4-3-3 um, and, um, and and make it work. Otherwise, Klopp needs to be f- more flexible. And it took him really a long time to kind of think, actually, it's not working quite as well with, um, uh, you know, w- w- without Henderson and, and maybe we need to try something else. Um, so that'd be my take. And, and it, so far, we've not seen us linked with any more defensively minded midfielders. So I, I, to me, that that suggests that we're banking on Henderson being fit and um, <clears throat> he's not that, that Chan can, can step in and play his role. No, so the club isn't looking for a replacement for Henderson, as far as we know now. And we've missed him for the last two seasons and we've really missed him. You can see that... You know, we don't have many players who can actually set the pace of a game. Um, Emre can't change it up. Um, you know, at times he gets the ball and he turns a bit and, and then he finds a solution and we move on and, and the pace or the speed of the game stays a, a bit pedestrian where Henderson is, is one of the few that can actually change that with his passing range, his sudden um, long balls, in, in, in behind the defense or um you know that um that one played pass into into Firmino I think it was the Palace game where he, he lobs it over the keeper. It's, it's yeah. one of yeah. one of one of his favourite goals and that pass, that instant pass that makes the goal because that creates all that momentum. Uh, we had that in thirteen fourteen with um well both Henderson and uh, and, and, and Stevie you know, keep dropping those 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 long balls in behind and creating all sorts of problems for them. Um, so yeah, I think we really need to find a solution for not playing Jordan Henderson. Um, if the heel problem is now finally over, and you think so because he's he's had both feet now, so let's hope that is all sorted. Um, because he gets a lot of rest and he's top fit, as it seems, uh, according to all the videos. 
but he's not going to play 60 games and ideally you want to play 60 games because that means that you go deep in all the cup games um, and, and obviously the league so um, I'm a bit worried but maybe he just goes and, and says well if I don't have Henderson I can always go back to the diamond or I can play the two man with with the 10 and have Coutinho play a bit deeper and let him set the pace because he's done that a couple of times this season and, and, and did that really well. So um, those are the two that can actually set the tone of a game. I mean, Wijnaldum is a great player and he plays on the half turn and he keeps whatever pace is set, he can keep that and he will find solutions within that. But he's not a player that can instantly change that. Lalana is always full throttle. He can't slow the game down and then instantly... And then, no, what what Kaita has, and then I really need to agree with Christian there. At times, he just from almost standing still, he just bursts into pace, and in, in, instead of the Henderson pass creating that momentum, it's his run suddenly taking on two, three players, and and nobody knows what's going on. So maybe it's not Kaita because, as as someone else said, he's. A, the club's adamant to not let him go. It's his first season. They don't need the money because they're loaded from Red Bull and um, and they're going into the Champions League. So there's no need for uh, Kaita to actually, you know, um, make some make a transfer happen. And uh, it, it feels one of them players that needs to do something before the club will. So um, interesting to see who we are going to buy or, or, or what's going going on um, we'll have to see um, ok thank you Gary uh, guys for that uh, let's move on to the next bit We've started the season with uh, Henderson, Ronaldo, and Lallana. Um, we've touched upon most of the names already, but uh, uh, let's go on. Uh, Jordan Henderson, uh, for me, our only world-class midfielder, if you say Coutinho is, is a left forward. Um, for me, a, a world-class midfielder. Challenge me. Anyone? No, I tend to agree. And I think he's un- he's one of those players that's underestimated. Uh, the energy, the work, <laughs> the intelligence of his play. Uh, it's very, you know, he's not a flashy, like he doesn't do the the flashy stuff like Lalana or a Coutinho. But I tell you what, he's a he's got a, such a great engine and he's an intelligent player and he, and, and he gets the team uh, gelling. I, I agree with you, Eric. I, I, I like the lad. Uh, no, that's not your job. You haven't done your job, Keith. You should. You, you were supposed to challenge him. Oh, when I'm right, I'm right. I, I, I can deal with that. I, I, I think I'll challenge. I mean, I, I've no doubt that talent-wise, ability-wise, I would say he's up there. What I would like to see him do is play like the first half of the season just gone um, over a longer period of time. And now he's got a perfect opportunity We've got Champions League football this year. Um, pray to God he stays fit. And, you know, if he can do that over a season, then I think we can we can probably say quite safely say without challenge that he's at that level. 
Um, it's always subjective, of course. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be nice if you go deep into the Champions League and he leads them out on, in, 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 I don't know, Camp now for the semi-finals and, and we turn up and we do something really nice and you, you don't go on to win it maybe, but people will say, Jesus, that is a good side and, and who, the captain, he's a real player. He needs one of those I fancy us in the Champions League. I really fancy us going on a strong run in the Champions League. I really do. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. That's you were trying to to weigh in. Yeah, I was about to say. I think all those uh, generally considered world class midfielders are going to find Henderson a handful in the Champions League. I think he's going to give a lot of trouble to to all of them. Yeah, me too. I mean, he looks he he doesn't look that refined. But his, his his technique is, is is really good, but it doesn't look refined. And when he comes on, bursting with the pace, the mobility, um, the passing range, but also the football brain that he's got, um, I'm I'm quite sure that they at the end will look Jesus. Who, who was that? Player? He's always there. He's always there. His opponent is never never rid of him. He's just. Uh, constantly appears and he's he's always there to make that tackle to to make that little push always there to to win the ball back to and to play the a longer pass first touch so i think he is going to surprise a lot of people in the champions league a lot yeah. of people who perhaps haven't been following liverpool that closely for this past year or two yeah, let's yeah, not just carry away first of all he has got he has got to get to get back to form yeah, injury. He must just be injury free for a season. Yeah, he needs to stay injury injury free, of course. As for uh, coming back to to form goes, I think. I mean, he has the whole preseason ahead of him, like like the rest of the team. So there is no doubt why he shouldn't be there when the season starts. Yeah, if for you, for he you. stays fit. Obviously. Uh, okay, moving on. When all them? Uh, anyone care to weigh in? What you thought his his season was all about, Vest? I think you did say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did, yeah. I'm here. Uh, I think Wijnaldum is. Uh, he has proven that he is a fantastic signing, and the 25 million that we paid for him is peanut money. I think. Uh, Basically, because he came from a team that got relegated last season, many people underestimated him, and they were like, "What? We uh, are we honestly signing a player from Newcastle or what?" But uh, he he is a genuine class player, and he has been what what uh, Klopp wanted him to be and what he bought him for. So the, this guy is going to be one of our main players for, for the next couple of seasons, I think. Four or five. So if we sign Keita, he stays in? I think so. Yes. But like, it all comes back to, to the, the story about the shape of, of that midfield. If we're playing a diamond or not or two men, three men or or what. So in a 4-2-3-1 for example, he can play Absolutely any position. Yeah, <laughs> he can play that deep line. He can play an attacking midfielder on either side or, or through the middle. 
he's he's a, a very very good player. I, I mean, I am thrilled with what we have gained by signing him last year. And he's got a great smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You really need to get a girlfriend. And uh, <laughs> the one thing, the one thing about his smile, he doesn't like consistency. He, he's always there. He, he's had games where you think, okay, he isn't that good today, but that means that he's just a six or a six and a half. Maybe on a yeah. poor day, on a really poor day, he might get a five and a half because he goes a bit missing. But I... that didn't happen. That didn't happen until towards the, the end of the season. When obviously fatigue kicked in, because of... I, I think you've answered your own question there, Eric, because you said earlier, with the sixty odd games we're going to play, there's going to be enough games for all our midfielders to feel wanted, to feel part of the setup, and to get enough game time, and to keep everybody fresh. Because I think a lot of our problems arised because we overplayed players and we didn't have enough depth, and there were there were injuries. So. Yeah, bringing another midfielder in. I think, you know, we when we've got a Champions League game midweek on a Wednesday and a tough prem game on the Saturday, we need fresh bodies in there. And I can see that happening. And then when we have the cup runs, the same thing, the same thing over the festive period. So I think we'll be able to accommodate everybody against uh, and have that strong midfield going with, with freshness about it as well. He actually did. A, he actually did a lot better on the um, goal contributions than uh, I think a lot of people would have expected as well. Uh, six goals and nine assists over the season, so that's um, pretty decent from central midfield, really. That's absolutely absolutely fantastic, especially for for yeah. his first season at the club. Absolutely. For a midfielder, you, for, for a midfielder yeah, yeah, who's yeah, reached midfielder. double figures consistently over the last seven seasons I'd say it's a bit low I think but the thing is is his role in the team has generally been to keep things ticking over um, I hadn't expect I'm, I'm kind of surprised to see those numbers actually because I thought he, you know he'd been the one he, he's not trying to force the game it's my role is is like the link man if you like so you know uh uh, and I think he struggled a little bit more maybe when uh, Emery came in because he, he wasn't getting passed to as often as he was from Henderson. But um, I, I think that's good numbers in his first season and, and playing in a in a deeper role than he's used to. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I mean, I haven't really... I didn't see a lot of him before he joined Newcastle. But uh, for Newcastle, he played in a far more advanced role than, than what he played for us. Last season, I've watched him quite a couple of seasons, actually, all um, and, and quite extensively. Um, he started as a midfielder in in the role that he plays now, but maybe more in a in a three man midfield with the two midfielders in the ten, and he played as as one of the one of the eights or at least one of the box to box defend um, midfielders. So he, he's played there nearly half. Of, uh, of his time in Holland, which is about uh, 75 to 100 games. So I wasn't that surprised, obviously, because well, I've known him uh, from the day that he debuted on, on his 16th. And I really liked the kid fr from the get-go. But um, I, had really? hoped, I had hoped that he'd be a bit um, a, a bit more dominant. I'd hoped he, 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 he took another step. Um, 
the way he can can take the ball and 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 make something happen. Uh, I think he did that too little, and it also took him too long to find out when he could go into the um, into the box. Uh, it was the Watford game where he scored his first goal um, with us free flowing and scoring around that area, um, around that period. You think he'd score one or two more b- before that? Um, but yeah, well, he, he got as many points in 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 the big games. And, Equaliser against Chelsea. He's got the winner, um, the winner against City, and then that brilliant goal to to, to finish it up against Arsenal. Um, yeah, a great season, but I think there's a lot more to him um, that we haven't seen yet. So, yeah, of course there is, but you have to bear in mind that wasn't his main role in this team to provide that attacking output. Uh, and there no, it, is, is one... it is. Club wanted him to to move into the box a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's true. But there is a segment of his game that that uh, you never see outlined by any statistical data that that you come across on the internet or, or anywhere. Uh, and that's how he retains the ball under pressure. Oh yeah, he is. He he, he, he is fabulous at controlling the ball when when he gets charged at. He's fabulous at, at fending the space against uh, opposition and, and uh, just making sure we don't lose the ball in a critical situation in midfield. I've called him in, in, the, in the play rate and I've called him um, uh, Mr. Solution a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. Because of, because of the ball and, and well, obviously Mr. Solution from the soul, but he always finds one. Uh, for me, he's really that when in doubt, give it to him and, and He'll he'll get you out of the trouble that you're in. I think we've got to give him a chance. It was his first season as well, getting used to everything. So uh, I I would like to see how he kicks on next year rather than what he did this year because I think he did a great job this year. And I think his value was there for all to see. And he contributed with those great important goals at times. But I think the second season we will see the real Jenny step up and, and take that step forward. So it'll be an interesting season from his perspective as well. Yeah, it really will be. Okay, I'm moving on because we've got quite some names. Um, who played as a number 10 for Southampton in a, in a very free role. He came to us, played a bit on the wing, played a bit as a number 10, and now he's dropped a bit deeper and he's arguably had his best season uh, of his career. And obviously he was hailed as the best English player of the moment. Uh, we're obviously talking about Adam Lallana. Um, Keith, as a German, do you like him? <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a German? <laughs> so like either, Chris, either Chris is going to say it or I'm going to say it. Which one was it? How do you mean? Hello? Okay. I don't, I don't know if you said Chris or Keith. You said, as a you, said, you said Keith as a German. Yeah, so I thought you were. I thought you meant to say Chris as a German. Uh, we'll we'll have to roll sense? this back on tape. I'm adamant. I said Chris as a German. Uh, no, you said Keith as a German. That's why we were all laughing. <laughs> well, you, you potentially could be, you know, hailing from the yeah. ones that fled the sea. Uh, uh, um, uh, but uh, let's go with Chris. Chris, Adam, uh, take Adam us away Lallana. about uh, Adam Lallana. Yes, I, I can still remember last season 
oh, no end products. Yeah, Adam that was, that was um, the final judgment on him very often from many uh, so-called supporters or also from some shoe supporters as well. Um, <clears throat> so it all lacked a bit. And so finally, it didn't really work out. It always looked a bit like, yeah, you know, you have 80%, but not, yeah, not uh, uh, top performance so many times. And uh, this season that he has indeed stepped up a lot. It, 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 he looks much more confident. Um, yeah, he scored many goals, assists. He was very, very important to our attacking game. Um, all the moves, moves uh, inside the, um, the, the final box, and so uh, final third. Sorry, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm personally extremely happy with him. He's, he plays really a key role. His work rate is unbelievable, and um, he's absolutely um, one of the key players of of Klopp's system. Klopp wants more players being like him, and uh, I think that says it all. All right, Jason, your countryman is he the best English player of the moment? Uh, yeah, he certainly who's fit and available. Um, I, I can't think of anyone who's near him, and I, I think Southgate is a complete idiot if he doesn't start playing him in central midfield because the other options for England there are absolutely dire. Uh, if you pardon the pun, um, so yeah, I, I think. <laughs> I, I think. Ah, um, sorry, it landed a bit late, but yeah, it was a good pun. Sorry, but it was that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think. Um, I think the line is great. I think he, uh, along with Henderson, he's. It, it's funny that we talk about him as an Englishman because I think the great thing with uh, both of those players, Henderson and Lalana, is that they are unusual English players. I, th- I think because they they don't play with a typical English style that they try and force the game and so on. Um, they're intelligent, they use the space, and um, yeah, I, I think uh, that the pressing from Lalana, I don't think that he, he's probably about the best in the Premier League. Um, well, the only one I'd say comes near him maybe is Firmino. Um, yeah, I, I think he's he's really stepped up this season. Uh, I also think he was good towards the end of the previous season as well, so I think that he is without a doubt, the, the player that Klopp has improved most since he's been at Liverpool, I would say. Yeah, the, the 25M seems a steal now, for, for me at least. Yeah. You know, it was was quite high when we when we bought him. Um, but you understand he had a four-year deal running or something, he made it to the Premier League team of the year. So you pay, you pay premium for Englishmen anyway. But... Um, Nobody's talking about it anymore now, is he? Fez? Well, he was very decent uh, in Klopp's first season on that right right hand side of the attack, but um, the general consensus was that we lacked pace somewhere in, in, in attack. I mean, we mostly played with with him on the right, Coutinho on the left, Firmino through the middle, and it was just not one of them is genuinely pacey and uh, with uh, the arrival of Mane we all thought that that was it for Lalana as far as his role in the starting 11 goes but what Klopp did the way he pulled him back into midfield and the way he he's using his intelligence to to press and counter press which is 
an essential part of, of Klopp's approach to the game. is, is It's fantastic. I mean, he, Lallana is that trigger. When, when other players see Lallana charge an opponent down and, and press him hard, then everybody starts pressing everywhere. And that's, that's when we win the ball. Yeah, should should have scored the goal against City, though. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you have to, you have to. <laughs> uh, even though it was it was a crucial moment, and and the the two points that we dropped because of it are, are well, they could have been really, really costly in the end. Uh, you have to realize that that even the best players, the best strikers in the world, tend to miss centers. So. Yeah, rarely these though. Um, okay, uh, thanks about Lalana, Keith. Um, would you say that Emery Chan showed that he is still very young with the first half of the season and showed that he's got an incredibly high ceiling in the second part of the season? I think he's a player that's being judged unfairly. Um, he is young. But he looks mature and he looks robust and he and he looks like that strong driving force there. But he yeah. was injured. He was in some good form, got injured, and then took a while for him to get back into into the swing of things. I like Chan. I think he's he's an integral part of Klopp's plans going forward, and I think he's an integral part of the success we're going to get uh, in the overall balance and depth of the squad. Uh, we just tend to be a little bit too. Um, eager to judge as Liverpool fans, maybe all fans, but we're a little bit too eager to pigeonhole and judge people sometimes without understanding why they are struggling to get back into form because Tinu, Coutinho also struggled to get back into form after injury. And then he came, and then and then Chan came good towards the end once he got back into that rhythm. So when your season is disrupted by injuries, you do, you do struggle a little bit. There was this moment against Burnley, I think, when he he suddenly took off. You know, he, yeah, I get that point about injuries and stuff. He he suddenly just thought, no, I'm going to go and we need to win this game. And I think uh, you, you mentioned earlier, Eric, about players who who need to be able to set their pace. And I, with him, it's not. I think it's kind of showing a bit of aggression is his way to do it. So. Um, as you said, um, he's got an enormously high ceiling. Um, the, the the goal he scored and the overhead kick, uh, he, he does things like that every now and again. And um, if he can do it more often, then he, he's going to be an absolutely fabulous player for Liverpool. Yeah, the, the, the Watford goal. Yeah, yeah I, thought the, I, I thought the low drive, um, I think that was Burnley. Yeah, yeah that low drive in, in, in the bottom corner. Um, I thought that was absolutely boss. You know, the overhead kick that's uh, if, if you try that 20 times, it goes in two, and, and for the rest, everybody makes a mockery out of you. But that low drive that showed absolute skill. That showed, I know what I'm doing here, I'm going to put it there, and that's that's. That's something we've we've lacked at for a good few years now. The the, the, the Steven Gerrard and Xabi Alonso drives from from twenty thirty yards, or Daniel Aga, um, John John Risa, you know, they put the ball in there, 
quite often. Um, so you really hope that uh, uh, Emery, Emery picks that up and, and goes on and do that a bit more. Um, would anyone say um, pay him pay him what he wants? Just give him everything? If he wants 180, give him 180? I don't think money's the problem, isn't it? I, as far as, he, I think he's the one that came out and said money's not the issue. I think it's about uh, playing time and his his role. So I don't think money's the issue, and I don't think he's going to be unreasonable in his wage demands. I mean, at a 22-year-old, whether he gets 100 or 110 or 120 or 80, I don't think it's going to be a big deal for the next few years. You know, uh, we all we always – you remember when uh, Rogers wanted to get rid of uh, Henderson because he didn't think he was good enough? And Henderson was determined to prove that he fitted in and he belonged at Liverpool. Sometimes players don't all shine at, 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 at a, as a 20-year-old. Sometimes they mature a little bit later. And I think Klopp recognises the talent that Chan has. I don't know if anybody remembers when we thrashed Southampton 6-1 uh, the year before, that outside of the foot pass to Sturridge, who hit yeah. it first time and scored. That was, an amazing, that was an amazing pass, instinctive uh, and, 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 and accurate. This is what he can bring to the table. And I think we've got to allow him to mature into that role without being overcritical for a little bit of inconsistencies when coming back from injuries and fatigue and things like that. I, I, I think the, the lad's been unfairly judged at times. He's certainly a lot more consistent than uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so yeah. Get the, the deal done is is the common consensus about Emery Chan, Christian. They, uh, he's linked to Juve heavily. I'm, I'm not. I'm not absolutely. Uh, I don't absolutely. I don't fully agree with with that. Um, Chan is is a good player, but he is not top class. The problem with Chan is if you need someone who drives the bar midfield drives the whole game forward. He's not the guy who will do that alone, who will be able to do that alone. <clears throat> Jordan Henderson, more than that. And uh, Nabi Keita, more, yeah, even more. So th that kind of players who, yeah, who can in, in fact direct such a game, con control such a game. Um, Chan is still uh, searching. He's still trying to find his way and his role in the team, and that will take a while. I'd say that's all. That's all normal for his age. Yeah, absolutely. It's very easy. It has been said a lot of times. It's, I, I think Eric even said it tonight. It's very easy for us to forget just how young he is because he's been here for a while now, and he had has had some some brilliant performances in in big games. He was brilliant in the Europa League. In the in Klopp's first season, and it's very easy to forget that he is a very young player, and he will get there. And to let him go would be a big mistake. Whether he's worth 180, well, we can discuss about that. But if if uh, 100 or 110, 120, if that's what he wants, I say give it to him. All right. Um, I, I did say that about Oxlade, though. Um, but it 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 goes for him as well. We've seen him now. He's going into his fourth season for us. Um, uh, he, he's been around quite a lot now, so um, you tend to think this is—he isn't 
uh, a single second better than than what he was in his first season. Um, but he really is. He's 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 comes with leaps and bounds, and obviously as a young player, he will have stints in a game where he doesn't do the right thing. In in, in that regard, he's he's a bit similar to uh, to to Oxlade. Um, he can be very inconsistent within a game. You know, spells of 10, 15 minutes where he looks like the very best midfielder ever to have played in the world and then goes on to think, Jesus, lad, League One is, is maybe out of your league. So it's difficult. I mean, it's. I think it was Sunderland away this, this year where I don't think he did anything good in 90 minutes, which is a feat on its own. That is, in, in, in FIFA, that would be like winning a trophy. You've done everything wrong this game. A 0% performance. That's a trophy as well. But uh, Villarreal... Um, the, rest, the rest of the team went much better. No, no, but we're talking about just him now. And um, he has those games. And, and over the course of, of, of his age, he'll get better and better. And he'll be more consistent within a game and within the periods. But... Um, with Juve lurking, um, I, I can see that he'd be interested in going to, to Juventus. You'll play Champions League every single season. You win a lo- loads of leagues. Um, you can earn boss money. And, and you go deep into the Champions League. And he, he can be a real starter for them. So um, He won't be getting 180 at Juventus, I can tell you that. No, no, but I, as you said yourself, he isn't that interested in the money if he gets... 80 there well that isn't that bad is it you, you, you could call that earning a living yeah I wouldn't mind that <laughs> I keep it a bit as well okay um, moving on um, the next midfielder who's played um, the most games in, in midfield further on is uh, uh, well we like him in fact we fucking love him uh, Lucas Lever. How would you rate his season, Jason? Hooray! As a midfielder, um, he, yeah. he didn't. Yeah, I actually think he did really well as a midfielder. Um, but we we know his his biggest weakness is um, his pace. There's not really an awful lot you can do about that. But um, his reading of the game as a defensive midfielder, I, I don't think anyone has um, is anywhere near his level in the squad for doing that sort of thing. Um, I think his uh, his forwards passing has, has been a lot better this season. That's something that Klopp wanted to, to see from him. So may, maybe you can uh, teach an old dog new tricks. Um, yeah, he, he, he wins a lot in the oh, air. I've got to disagree with you, mate. You, you don't think... He's, got he's always he's always had a good eye for a pass. He really has. He's underestimated there. He 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 gets that when he plays. He gets that forward moving really really quickly, better than most in the midfield role. Uh, it, it's a sort of a myth that he he doesn't he doesn't slot the passes because well, what, he, he what, slots a lot of passes. What what I think he he did. Set, maybe I've missed it. I don't know. But he played a few um, through balls. Towards the end of the season, I, I thought they were absolutely fantastic. I, I don't think I've ever really seen anything like that from 
him before. It's uh, I know we missed a big part of his career at Liverpool through through injury and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's uh, okay. He's not been he, he's he's probably been the weakest out of our midfielders, but still. Um, if you want someone to come in and close down a game for you and uh, he, he can absolutely step into that number six role um, and not let anyone down, I think. I wouldn't like him in the number six role anymore. I would love him in the number eight because I think he did really well there. But he needed somebody behind him. That's that's the period where I liked how he played a lot. Um, I've we, we touched upon this in the in the defense um, uh, uh, podcast as well. Um, his winning of the second balls is second to none, and, and Klopp really likes that. So I wouldn't be amazed if 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 he goes on and signs another deal, and and stays on longer. Um, no, he he scouts. He, he likes it here. Um, the way that he looks after the young. Latin Latin guys who, who come into the club um, show them the ropes that we're very good people and stuff like that um, I think that is monumental um, but I would like him higher up the pitch as, as a young Brazilian um, when he won a tournament with Brazil and he was t- talent of the tournament or player of the tournament he played as a number 10 so I, I'd like him in in a number eight role, and one of the through balls was that lob that um, that Emre uh, uh, put in uh, as goal of the season. So if he got that in him locker in his locker, um, I'd like to see more of that and less of him near our box. But uh, that may be just me. I think the reason I think the reason I like him in in. Um, in a deeper role is that I think he has good con- uh, he can control the game to a certain extent and also he can pass in each direction so I think it's good when he's got that um, uh, when he's more central and he can uh, decide which, which way to um, start the next move Alright Fez, you think he'll be here next season? Well it's hard to say what will happen, but uh, I'm sh- sure I would like him to, to stay on for as long as possible. I really like the guy. I like his contribution, and I, especially I like the fact that he doesn't mind being a backup option. And like you said, the, the, the way he acts toward, towards uh, young players coming in, into the club is, is just invaluable. He's, he's great. I'd really, really love him to stay. Right, Keith, um, go on. Look, we bought him as a box-to-box midfielder when he was younger, uh, you know, because he, he, he won Player of the Year in, in Brazil. Uh, we, so we brought him over really young. He, he's grown up at Liverpool. Let's face it, he has grown up at Liverpool. I don't see any harm in keeping him uh, to, uh, to, to, to play that senior statesman's role to maybe play and bo- uh, as a captain in the in the cup games, uh, I, with with the youngsters around him, uh, I have got no objections if he stays. It all depends on whether he wants more game time. If he wants more game time, he is going to go. 
because he's going to be quite limited unless we have a horrendous history uh, injury list next year. But uh, yeah, I've got no object. If he stays, I'll be happy as well. All right. Um, moving on, um, he didn't play there a lot, Chris. But um, when Phil Coutinho dropped into the midfield, um, he showed that that is really great. And if, if don't know if you've seen any any bits of the Brazilian game where he played from midfield. Um, I, w- I would make him a starter. What would you do with Phil Coutinho, Chris? Making him a starter in midfield, you mean? Yeah. Because I would be- <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, it's a good idea. Um, the question is if it works long-term and when a player um, continues to play as a, a key role um, in a change position for over several games, um, opponent coaches... Uh, start or managers uh, start looking at that and yeah think about um, tactics to to uh, yeah to counter that and um, we have to see if it works over a longer period of time but I think in general he's um, as we say in Germany between the chairs on one hand Coutinho is is very very good at reading a game and playing key passes is fantastic on on the other hand. He's very keen to go into the one-on-ones. He's very keen on dribbling, and um, yeah, searching for the for the for a key position to 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 lace a shot, a goal. Um, so that's a bit of a problem um, for him. For him, and um, yeah, we need to see if, if if and how it fits. But basically, basically, he's done those few games um, in a deeper role very very well. Yeah, I. I... Particularly liked the, the Swansea goal, uh, the Swansea game we dropped mid-game because uh, I think Lalana went off injured. Yeah, um, and he he took the game away from them. He just turned it up, turned the pace up, um, kept the ball, found solutions, found pockets <clears> of <throat> space to move into. Um, always available, always finding the next one, doing something new. Um, so I'm a big, big fan of him in midfield. And obviously we need to find midfielders around him to accommodate that. Um, what you say, you're right there. There will be moments where he will be counted. So, um, yeah, we need to find people that can take that pressure off of him. Um, that could be Wijnaldum playing next to him. That could be uh, Emre Can doing a bit more of the aggressive work. Know, a bit more shielding him in in, in, in a sense. Uh, Henderson creating space by quick passing. Um, but I'd really love to see Henderson, Keita and continue into midfield next next year. And I think you'll agree with me. Chris? Well, I personally think um, I'm afraid that Coutinho uh, wants to go. And Klopp knows that. And that's why why Klopp is looking after after different players from midfield. Otherwise, we have we have enough midfielders. It's uh, midfield is is uh, an area where, depending of looking at the number of good players we have, there is not not so much need for 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 reinforcement. Yeah, which is uh, totally different on the defense, for example. But um, my my personal concern is that I think Coutinho wants to leave or that Klopp is afraid Coutinho would be going to Barcelona this summer for one reason or another. And, um, yeah, it's a little bit difficult. I would rather compare 
or imagine Keita instead of Coutinho in midfield, what happens then? So I would never uh, put the, reinforce, the possible reinforcements and Coutinho next to each other. Aside from the fact that, in fact, when Coutinho plays in, plays in midfield, we hardly need any reinforcements there. Yeah, yeah, no, don't think you're wrong there. Um, I do think that our midfielders run a lot, and with Henderson, you can't bank on him to stay fit. It would be unwise to do so. Um, Emery Chan is, is, does have a knock here and there, does have an injury here and there. Uh, Lalana, far from, uh, far from solid, or uh, I think he had a groin issue twice this season. Mm, yeah. So, I, I can understand. Problem. I can understand him going for uh, another big name to rival all of them, and just heavily rotate them at the early part of the season, and and as soon as one or two will drop off because of injuries and suspensions, it's the logical thing will happen, and and midfield will select itself. But I do think he'll start with heavily rotating in Europe and and and, and the Premier League early early on, and you can see having uh, having an extra body in there. Um, right, talking about an extra body that we haven't seen a lot this season. Um, I know Keith that you really like him, but um, uh, Vez, how what's in the future for Grujic? Well, if he you know keeps his head down, keeps working, I think he has a very bright future. But uh, there still will be. Uh, two or three more seasons before he really makes makes a difference for for the first team. And uh, fortunately, he's he's got that time. And yeah, yeah, I think he he will do very well, very well. He just needs to to mature, to adapt more to the English game, to not not really to to the style of the English game, but perhaps to the level of quality, uh, as opposed to to level at, at the Serbian league that was that that is and unfortunately will probably remain so for for considerable number of years very very poor so I think he he will make the cut but it, it's going to take time all right well he's still very young so we got loads of time um, yeah, yeah. Right, we'll have to wait and see how, how it holds on he had a good few cameos near the end of the season though um Okay, looking at the time, um, we do have one midfielder who hardly plays, but um, it's it's England's own Kev Stewart. Jason, how would you uh, how do you feel about your countryman and his future? Um, my suspicion is that it's it's probably time for him to move on now. Um, I really like him. Um, I, I think he's really good defensively, but I think he is too limited a footballer to um, have long-term success at Liverpool, in my opinion. Um, and I think he, he he probably needs to move down a level to even to a mid-table um, Premier League club to to try and get some more minutes. Yeah, you, you could see you move into a Watford or a, a Brighton or a, any of the new clubs uh, to, to do a job for them. 
Absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, uh, well, he's not as good as Alan, but Alan has moved um, to Stoke and is probably about their best player. So if he, if he can move to a club like that, you know, that sort of level, um, just outside of the, the top clubs, uh, yeah, I think that would be a great move for him. And um, there's no there's no shame in that, really. you know, it's still absolutely... At the, at the top of English football, um, so yeah, I think that that would seem the logical best step for Maybe him. Southampton. <laughs> yeah, trade him for. But, uh, yeah, that's, that is about, that is about his. Yeah, yeah, it would be. He, I think he could do well at Southampton. Yeah, me too. Trading for Van Dijk, perfect. Great. <laughs> <Right now. laughs> <laughs> no money, just kept Stewart. How <laughs> 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 do you like that? No, no, you don't. Oh, damn it. Um, for him, and we started the show talking about uh, our first sell of the year, um, uh, Andre Wisdom. Uh, I think the same goes for him. He's he's a good player. He, he He's Premier League level, definitely. Um, but he just needs a club where he he will play um, in in that Premier League time and again. So uh, a Bournemouth, um, a Swansea, all all those teams, he could do really well for them. Not the pressure of needing to play every single game out of his skin, but um, where he'll if if he plays thirty four games a season, a club will be very very happy with him. So um, I do think he'll get sold. Pretty quickly, um, but uh, and, and all the best to him. Um, right, that's been most of our midfielders or the ones who played there um, throughout the year. Um, I do want to go on for a s- slightly bit more. We've talked about uh, Baldakaita. Oh no, not Baldakaita, but now uh, uh, Kaita for a bit now. Um, but there's quite a lot of talk about. The um, former uh, Henk player and currently Lazio midfielder Malinkovic Savic. I've been reading up a bit about him. He comes from a sporting family. His father was a football player. Um, his mother is a um, basketball international or was one. And uh, I think his brother or sister is, is also pretty high in, in sports. Uh, Vez. Yeah, I, I believe he's a countryman, right? Yeah, he is a countryman, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, his brother is a goalkeeper, and he is currently owned by Manchester United, believe it or not. All oh, right, that was it. No, he, he got rejected, or it didn't work out. He could he couldn't get the work permit. That was that. That was it. About his yeah, yeah, he still is is owned by by he he still has a contract with Manchester United. He's on look back, back to to Vojvodina Novi Sad here in Serbia. Uh, I think that that is the case right now. As for for him go, as far as he he's uh, concerned, he's a very very good player. He's uh, perhaps a bit above Gruich. To, to be honest, but uh, and the, the money that was reported that Liverpool offered to Lazio was a, a fair assessment of his value. But if those reports claiming Lazio wants 70 million euros, 
for him if, if those reports are true at all then then that's just plain ridiculous <laughs> i mean he's very young he's unproven in in different leagues there's no knowing how he would p- perform in, in england and that kind of money is just ridiculous so. I, I, anyone who's seen him play catch away in I mean, he. Uh, if if any of you watched that that uh, under twenty World Cup in in twenty fifteen, when when Serbia won won it, he was one of the best players of that team. I think you were the only one watching that. Sorry. <laughs> so I've seen some highlights on 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 YouTube when we started the talk uh, tonight, right, yeah. and uh, it was not really convincing for me. I, I mean, good player, yeah. I mean. Nothing to say against the best experience because he knows him a thousand times better than me. Um, I only saw a few minutes, yeah, of uh, of uh, material cut together. Um, but the way he he um, he works with the ball and and his skills and so on, the the level you can see from those few minutes, it's not that great. It's it's not worth seventy million. It's not worth forty million. Yeah, no, probably not, somewhere. Not nearly that. I believe it was around twenty something million that we offered for him, and that's that's about the fair assessment. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, no more than that. Okay. In- interesting, interesting fact about him: four point four aerial duels won per game. That's higher than anyone in the Liverpool squad. Right. So he's going yeah, to is he tall? Or? So he, yeah, he is. It's 191 centimeters. So I think only Matip is uh, tall, mm-hmm. taller than him. That's well, and, and three. I think that's six foot three. I think that's that's about the same as Grouch. Ah, uh, similar in height then. Well, c- could you with a bit of height in England? <laughs> <laughs> not sure yeah. if if I'm mid, it, not sure if our midfielders. Um, have to go into the air a lot. I'm going to be surprised to see what formation Klopp plays if he does revert back. If we do, when we do bring Salah in, and he's got another wide player, will he revert back to his favourite four-two-three-one? Uh, moving Coutinho back, does that mean that he won't bring in another midfielder? That he will think we've got enough cover in the midfield with the Lalana there, we've got Gruich there, Henderson, Chan, Vinaldum. And if Lucas does stay as a, a real backup, plus the youngsters, uh, maybe he won't bring another midfielder in if he if he if he's going to play in that formation. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I don't know if we're playing mind games with everybody else, um, but it, it, I, I think we'll only know what Klopp actually plans once the the, the window is closed. Yeah. Well. That's obviously because when the window's closed, we can all see what's happened. So, thanks for that, <laughs> Sherlock. Uh, I, 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 I like stating the obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> there, was, there was even overstating Yeah, but everybody, everybody's, everybody's wanting uh, this midfielder, that midfielder. And if he's thinking of moving Coutinho back, do we need it anymore? I think so. I think we do. I think we do need somebody to rival Henderson. Um or, or at least be a very, very confident backup to him 
in that role and uh, I want Emery Chan to play a little bit higher with a bit more freedom. I do want another lad who can actually pass the ball um, almost as good as Jordan Henderson. So, yeah, I do think mm. we need on top of what we have. It'll be interesting. I think that this is the line. I mean, we're you know we're discussing the different lines in in the team, and I think this is the one that is closest to being complete. Well, maybe not complete, but where where we've got overall the, the best strength in depth and um, uh, the the most variations we, we can play and so on. You know, where I think we need to sign quite um, at least a couple of players in defence and. Um, the same again in attack. Whereas in in midfield, I think you could, especially if Coutinho is dropping next season, um, you, you could probably go in next season w- without anyone. Uh, and if you did want to bring someone in, I almost wonder if you you have to start letting players go as well. Yeah, well, Stewart seems. Uh... Seems the obviously obvious one to go. Um, maybe Lucas, if we can get a, a very big upgrade, because if Kaita comes, how much will Lucas play? And and he won't, he won't mind being a, an abs- not being an absolute starter, but I don't think he'll be ready to play like the, the number six in midfield, number number six or seven in in the squad. Don't think he'll he'll go for that. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, there's a. a Development um, within we, we've been talked about uh, uh, Van Dijk, and suddenly it appears that Southampton are in the market for a new manager because they have sacked Cloud Puel. Could that mean that a new manager will say, "I want big money to spend, sell Van Dijk"? What will happen? Do you think anyone? Well, that that I think that's very very hard to say. It all depends on, on the type of manager that they get. I mean, if, if they get someone who is confident in, in in what they do, then needing a large sum of money isn't isn't uh, maybe 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 they they wouldn't need to to sell. And especially at the fact that that Van Dijk is a great player that would help their their team. What if he stayed? Not sure. Not not sure what what the real answer here is. And um, but I think the the current situation where they still don't have a manager appointed uh, is probably uh, playing into our hands. I mean, every player wants to know something about who is going to be that manager, who who is going to be the boss and uh, to whose ideas he's going to have to adapt. And while it's uncertainty lacks, I think Van Dyke is probably thinking, I want to get out of here. I want, I want to go somewhere where it's stable. Yeah. Definitely. Well, he, Definitely. He, he wants to go because we know he wants to go. Question is, Eric, will, will deliver there's, a different, there's, there's a different aspect to, to the whole situation that he wants to go. I mean, I'm, I'm certain that he wants to go. It's obvious to the whole world that he is two or three classes above Southampton and their aspiration as a as a club and and their perspective for for winning anything. I mean, they came close to winning the, the League Cup the, the last season, but that's not something that a player of 
Van Dyke's caliber wants. So, yeah, th there's no doubt that he wants to leave. And that he will leave, if not this summer, then the next, but I think he will leave this summer. Right, Chris? You want to yeah, I, I personally uh, think that, that uh, Eric is, um, could be quite right on that. If, if Claude Puel is sacked and a new manager comes in, it's, it's more likely than before that uh, that new guy has his own intentions and his own um, his own mind made up about uh, uh, the team. It's more likely that he wants to have more changes than the former one who has built his team to a certain degree and probably wants to stick more with the, with the, uh, with the players he has already been accustomed to. And um, so it's more likely that the new manager wants more, more different players and that they are then more willing to spell to sell, sorry, to, uh, to, to raise money for that. And they don't need, Southampton don't really need a Virgil van Dijk in their defense. He's too good for them. Yeah, I mean, Virgil van Dijk is, uh, so, has so many, uh, so many skills. You don't need in a, in a, in a, such a typical back four. Um, well, a, a club like Southampton, who is not uh, really aiming for the Champions League, cannot really expect to, to join them because of the um, the powerful competition. They can, in fact, play an effective, um, yeah, their mid-table seasons, more or less, and, and uh, they don't need that. They were very successful in raising young players or buy good talents cheaply, develop them a bit and sell them at an extremely high price, and uh, it was uh, fantastic. That was the, the key part of the business all season. Yes. Send Sarko down to Southampton and give him a fitting ball. <laughs> that would, I think that, that could seal the deal. Okay, um, on, on midfield, uh, I've asked this question last week as well. Um, uh, Vez, what Vez, would you what do? You're Mike, Michael Edwards, you're holding all the money, you're holding all the cars, what would you do? <laughs> I'd sit down with Jurgen Klopp and say, what, what do you want, Klopp? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's as simple. It's as simple as that. It's as simple yeah. as that. Right, yeah. Okay, Joe Jurgen Klopp. You hold all the money, all the cards, and you got a Michael <laughs> Edwards to, to, to toy around with. What do you tell? Do you not? Do you not at Liverpool? If that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you're Michael Edwards, and I'm Jurgen Klopp. And you, 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 yeah. you just come to me and said, "What do you want?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what do you want? I'll play We're Michael Edwards. I'm sitting, in, I'm sitting in front of a laptop, so could very well be him. We're still talking about the midfield, right? Yeah, yeah, J just a midfield. What would you do? Well, as we are looking to to take uh, the next step, I would try to get uh, a top-class midfielder. Which one? I would go for Keita if it's possible at all. And uh, and then once I got a top-class midfielder, then I'd see who who I'd let go. Because uh, it, it is true that we are packed, rather packed in numbers in midfield. And if we buy another one, then perhaps someone would have to go. And which one that would be, it would all depend on... on uh, which one would be the most dissatisfied? Which one would be wanted by which club? And okay, so you'd you'd buy one, you sell one. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd buy one and, and sell one. Okay, well, potentially sell two because Stewart is most likely. 
Yeah. 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 Okay. Buy one, sell two. Um, your, typical, your typical upgrade. You know, you just you you buy a player that can be a starter that can produce quality displays in, in the Champions League and in, in top games in the Premier League, and you get rid of one or two that can't can't do that. Yeah, makes sense. Keith, what would you do? I it, it, it's such a difficult question because I don't know what's in club's mind and what body wants to play. What I would like, um, I'd like that flexibility. Yeah, if you can get a cater, who's going to say no? I mean, let's face it. If you've got the money and we can buy a cater, who's going to say no? Lucas goes, Stewart goes, and we've got a powerhouse midfield for all competitions. And then we we challenge across all four. So in an ideal world, and we can afford and we can bring in cater and we can keep them all happy. We keep Chan, Henderson, Vinaldum dropping Coutinho back for some games, playing him up front for some games, that that would be an ideal. Yeah, I, I would. If we can, I'd bring him in. All right, Christian, what would you do? Yeah, as I, as I, as I said, I'm, I'm afraid we are uh, losing Coutinho anyway. And no, Coutinho no, go is on. A... It's what would you do if you're okay not to sell Coutinho? Uh, yeah, okay, good. Well, I would buy, definitely buy, buy a Keita type of midfielder. If it's Keita or a similar one, someone who dramatically pushed the game forward and uh, takes the initiative, yeah, and throws himself into into winning any game and um, making real, real attack movements, not just alibi movements sideways and backwards. And um, so, um, I, I would be definitely after that that type of player. I would um, possibly um, try to put him aside alongside Henderson and Wijnaldum. Or alternatively, the Lana, Coutinho, whatever. It, it depends on the situation, but we have to rotate a lot. We will have to to um, frequently and and um, repeatedly change the formations every every second game. And um, yeah, I would I would buy one top class, but really top class midfielder. Uh, I have to ask you something, Christian. Yeah. Why, why are you so certain that, that Coutinho will leave this summer? No, no, I, I'm stepping in, stepping in here. Um, <laughs> we've had all the time to, to discuss. Um, we can do this another time, uh, maybe if he goes. Um, Chris can say, I told you so. But um, for now, uh, uh, Jason, uh, your club, I'm Michael Edwards. What would you tell me? Uh, I'm, I think differently to everyone else, I think, because... I think the position where we struggle most when he's unavailable is Jordan Henderson playing in the six. Um, Emery can step in well there at times, but not consistently. So, and that there's a possibility that he would be better off um, playing slightly further forward. So um, that's where I think I would, I would put my money. Um, No idea who, uh, would fit the bill, but um, I'd, I'd be looking at someone to come in who's more similar to Henderson uh, and can play that sixth role. Right, fair enough. Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm going quite a fair bit with you. Uh, as I just said, I, I do think that we need one, and um, the one out of all of those who's not replaced. 
by anyone in the squad at this moment. We can do without Lalana because we can play Coutinho there. We can play without Wijnaldum because we can play Emre Can there, or Grujic, or Coutinho. We can play without uh, Emre Can because we, we, we do have Lucas. Um, uh, we don't have a replacement for Jordan Henderson. As soon as he went out of the team, it took us quite a couple of weeks before we, we, we could turn up the rhythm again and, and find the new the new balance. So for me, a replacement backup, something for Jordan Henderson is a must. Um, on the other hand, what you could also do is when you got Kaita, you can play him with Emre Chan as an absolute wall of a midfield in a 4-2-3-1. And you could have any number 10 there. That could be Wijnaldum or Lallana or Coutinho or Firmino. All that's possible. Um, with those two, because the mileage on them too is is amazing, and Henderson could even um, do something there as well. And at that point, you can also play. Um, so one game you play Emre Chan and uh, uh, and Naby Keita in a four-two-three-one, and the next game you start with Henderson, Wijnaldum, Lalana, and we know how boss that midfield is. So I would definitely go out out for um, a midfielder that can do a bit of both. Um, not sure if Kaita can play uh, the Jordan Henderson role. What I would also do is buy a real number 10 playmaker, um, but not a starter one. Um, but actually, I, I would like us to get Wesley Snyder. We, we, he, he's been linked with us before uh, before he signed a new deal or he actually went to Turkey. Um, but I really want us to have a, a type of... of McAllister to take this still very young side into that next level and I think Wesley Snyder with all his capabilities and, and um, finding pockets of space and, and scoring goals from outside the box he, um, he's 33 now um, he, can, he can teach all these guys quite a bit on how to perform consistently at a very high level and, and, and leading a game so I to, to help Coutinho and Firmino, maybe even Jordan Henderson and Emery Chan into a next next level of thinking. I want us to do that as well. Can he play left back? <laughs> um, for about a minute, a minute 20, he can do that, yeah. But only when he don't play with a right winger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, this, uh, this was... Uh, uh, Quite a long talk anyway, but um, thank you all. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Vez. Thank you, Keith. And thank you, Jason. Um, it's been a wonderful hour and a half talking about the midfield. And, um, well, we had a little bit of a bombshell as well with the Cloud Puel sacking. Um, thank you, guys. Um, it's been a good show. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. What? Hear what I say, we are the business today, fuck shit is finished today, RT and J, need a new PB and J, we dropped the classic today, we did a tablet of acid today, the joints with the matches and ashes away, we dash away, Donna and Dixon, the pistol is blasting away, doctors of death, kill my
Summon our patience to breath. We ought to pay you to trust. How can it work? Hooking up curses and slurs. Smoking my brain in a mush. I became famous for blaming you fuck. Naming my way through the brush. There was no training or taming of me and my bra. Live like a man, but I'm animal raw. We are the murderers there. That with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurt and despair. Used to have power to push. Now I smoke pounds of the push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit. Two runner over and out of this bitch. And down is get done. I'm in a rush to be numb. Dropping a thousand ain't much. Come from the clouds on the missile to turn this whole town in the dust. Don't make a sound, baby, hush. I am the living swipe right on the mic. I'm a slut. I don't know how to not spit like a loud. I feel the pound of my kids on your couch. Half of a Mongol and mythical team. Dealing this treacherous thing. Legend says L is a spawn out of hell. The myth is my mama's a murderous queen. Yo, I can hear like in Godfather 1. You get the gun as I christen my son. If I die today in this hell, I should pay. Tell the Lord Mikey said, fuck it. Fun. Every new rack is my dick in a box. We get a doozy, the mullahs a lot. You're getting used to me doing no wrong. I don't play chicken, you prick, I'm a fox. You wanna kick it, I'll give you the rocks. You kiss the wood chipper blade if you bark. I'm fucking magic, in fact, I'm a wall like a talk. I got a unicorn horse. Stop. Step into the spotlight. Dust. 